0: Him tip told you.com the podcast about pop culture, black history and spirituality. Yeah it's about to be a great vibe. Dr. Tip gon' take it away Tium Tip told you. Hey, thank you for joining me for another edition of Tell 'em Tip Told You. I hope you're having a great day so far. I wanted to talk to you guys today a little bit about something that's been on my mind. I just haven't had a chance to get to it our last couple of episodes because of things that have been happening. But I definitely want to get back to this: how y'all clown plus size women as a result of uh, the accuser um, against Usher. You know what I'm saying? we'll we'll get to that. I want to talk about that. Um I want to talk about herpes in general and other um STIs and the stigma we have in our communities around being well. Um and then I want to just uh ask you your, a favor. I want to ask you a favor. So let's just jump right in. I I can't start without Referencing the fight last night, if we want to call it that. I told you that I was unmoved. I didn't watch it. I didn't try to watch it when some of y'all live streamed it on various social media. Thank you for those people who wanted to watch it. They were able to without paying money. I wasn't moved to watch a racist and a misogynist get in a ring. You know, that's whatever. Uh, But quietly as it's kept, I'm glad Floyd won. Um, He's 50 and old. And whatever we say about his misogyny, He's a brilliant athlete. I think he's a pretty smart businessman. I think he makes foolish decisions with his money. I think how he represents the money is problematic in our communities. But we can't forget that you know he negotiates a hell of a, a deal. Um. So I just wanted to, to talk about that. Well, I just wanted to mention it. Um. As I told you once before, there is, I am participating in another podcast that will be we we'll recording our first episode today, and it is called Midlife Musings. It's Myself and one of my very best friends uh, getting together and talking about things that are on our minds. And because he's a boxing fan, we're going to talk about this in terms of the great white hope narrative that was very much a part of this bout. I don't feel like I know enough about boxing to do that by myself, so I'm going to skip it here. But if you turn into Midlife Musings, I'll have more information on that podcast. Uh, When it becomes available, I'll put it put links on the blog and on the Facebook group, maybe on Instagram as well. Well, anywho, so I just wanted to say that I couldn't, you know, I couldn't pretend that I'm not up on pop culture. I had to reference the fight, at least in some way. And to let you know that more conversation about the fight is coming. I want to just jump right into how you I'm plus size. Like if you didn't know, now, you know, I don't know how you would know if you've seen pictures on the blog or on Instagram or whatever but I am plus size I have been for most of my life and um, I just you know I felt some kind of way about when Usher's accuser not the first one not the second one but the one who was plus size who's actually the bravest one who was willing to be seen on camera and gave her her, her name Clantasia Sharpton uh, she's only 21 she's a beautiful girl uh, but she's a big girl and you all clowned her I mean, all kind of social media memes going around as if it was impossible for this attractive celebrity to be interested in a plus size woman. And let me just tell you right now that half of y'all clowning are plus sized or one snicker bar away, especially the women. You guys are just out of control, clowning a sister, um, you know, as if we don't have sex. I don't know where you get that in your head that that plus size woman or somehow, well, I do know where you get it and I'm going to talk about it. Uh, I think it's because it's time out for us not facing this issue. There is um, Melissa Harris Perry is probably one of the most recent authors who's written about the mammy archetype, but it's an old trope, right? People have, uh, especially in um, English uh, literature, that, that kind of field, uh, they have long discussed the mammy archetype. So this idea that uh, there are several different kinds of women, you know, you have the Jezebel, you have the Sapphire. But one of the mainstays of how black women are represented in pop culture is the mammy. And the mammy is often depicted as plus-sized, dark-skinned, and asexual. And if you've listened to the last couple of episodes, you've heard me talk about hegemony. Hegemony works because you are shown something so often that you start to believe it's true. And I think for so long, plus-size black women have been represented as asexual, as either completely asexual, so not wanting sex, not liking men, or not liking women enough to sleep with them, Or we're represented as wanting sex but not being able to get it. And um, we see that so often that I think it slips into our subconscious and we start to believe it. But but for those of you who think you believe that, just look around you. Like you, you got mamas that are plus size. You got aunties who birthed your cousins that are plus. So obviously people are having plus size women are having sex. Like, I don't understand why um, we're seen as completely asexual other than the mammy trope. I think we have bought into that. And because we've bought into the mammy trope, I also think there are um, that men, even men who sleep with plus size women, because I've dealt with some of these sorry brothers, some men who sleep with plus-sized women also believe that we are asexual are completely, um, incapable of finding other sexual partners. And so they treat us in a certain kind of way. Right. So if, if a plus size woman is not strong, if she doesn't understand her own beauty, then it is relatively easy for a man to take advantage of her. Right. Because he makes her, 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 let me just, instead of speaking in general, let me just talk about my experiences. Right. Um, I have never, again, I've been plus size almost all my life, I have never had a problem finding men. In fact, you know, I I always got some kind of crazy story about the new guy in my life, you know, that kind of thing. I I don't have a problem finding men. Now, um, because of that, it's relatively difficult to men to run the game on me, I'm about to explain to you, but that doesn't mean they don't try. See, there are some brothers who think that because you're a plus size, you're desperate, right? Because they, they buy into the mammy trope. So they believe that you're not getting sex or getting sexual attention anywhere. And so they treat you as if, you know, they shit as gold and that you should do anything to have it. Um, and they, they they also try to attack your self-esteem continuously to reinforce that idea. Um, I was in a relationship with a guy who who used to say little things, you know, um, about ain't nobody beating down your door. Nobody was here when I got here. You know, no, brother. It ain't that nobody was here when you got here. It's that I'm discreet. And you won't know unless I want you to know. Right. So he would say little things all the time and I would be inside smirking. You know, this was in my um, much more immature days. So I knew I had my side pieces anyway. So you can think I'm not getting attention, whatever, right, whatever. But that that is a game that they play. And so for my younger sisters who may not know that, my younger plus size women who may not know that, these brothers know that you're attractive. They know that they're not with you by mistake, Right? They are attracted to you. And if they are attracted to you, they're not the only people that find you attractive. So don't fall into that that um, trap of feeling like this is the only man that will ever want you. Because when you start to believe that, then you allow them to get away with a whole lot of stuff they have no business getting away with. right? So don't fall into that dysfunction. All right, so that that's a separate conversation from the one I'm trying to have. The one I'm trying to have is I don't know where y'all convinced yourselves that women are set that plus size women are sexy. There is a book. Um, the guy's name is Seth Stevens Davidowitz, and the book is Everyday Lives. And he combed a lot of Google data, um, and he came out with a lot of things like there are more men in the closet uh, than we ever thought. Um, You know, so he comes out with based upon the Google data searches. uh, That's how he um, collected his data. But one of the, the points he makes is that according to porn data, men actually prefer plus size women, but are afraid to act on it because of social taboos. And if you are a plus size woman, then you know this brother, right? You've met this brother. I've encountered this brother too often. They like you, and they are, you know, you sit next to them, they rubbing on all them rolls, right? They like it. Um, they like the warmth of your body. It's about to be fall. We know, plus as women know, this is when the game switches. We are in complete control during cuffing season, right? Because we are warm, we're soft, and if you know how to play, sisters, you can really work this season to your advantage. But these men will be happy to lay up in your home and in your arms, But some of them would be ashamed to be seen with you in public. That's really foul. They're cowards. But the problem is they do that because they have been allowed to do that. Like it's too many of us who have let them convince us that nobody else wants us and that we have to put up with that kind of foolishness. But no, baby, if he's not willing to walk in the park with you, if he's not willing to hold your hand in the mall, he ain't feeling you. Right, because the other part of the mammy, right? So the mammy is supposed to be completely asexual, but she's seen as a nurturer. She's supposed to provide comfort to people, and unfortunately, sometimes that's how plus size women are perceived. Right? So they don't want to be in the streets with you. They don't want to. Um, they don't want their boys to see who you are, etc. But they want to lay up in your arms and be comforted. Like you feel good to them and they are attracted to you, but they're not strong enough. They're not brave enough to face how society may react to it. And some of those fears are not unfounded by virtue of what we saw happen in this Usher situation. Like y'all were really clowning a brother for the possibility that he might like plus size women. And I wonder how often, I don't know if you know how hurtful that is to us. Like, I'm a black woman, so I've got these strikes against me already. Some people don't see me because I'm black. Other folk don't see me because I'm woman. And then I'm fat on top of that? And I'm not supposed to be happy in either of those things, right? Society tells me I'm I'm not supposed to find joy in any of that. And even if I find joy as a black woman, that's kind of acceptable. But damn sure can't find joy as a fat black woman. Like, that's problematic. You know, um... And I'm separating this from health. I'm, I'm completely talking about aesthetic now. That for some reason we're not supposed to be sexy. And again, I don't understand where that comes from because I've never. And, and I know I know other plus size women. I'm a member of. Uh, uh, I am a member of several different online social media type plus size groups. There is no lack of dating. There is no lack of sex. There is no lack of attraction. There's no lack of marriages and children and all we are full we live full lives. I don't know why we continue to let this stereotypical trope prevail in the media Now that's part of what i'm I'm talking about when I say we have to create our own counter hegemony. So I'm very glad that there are people who are doing these body positivity movements uh, who are part of the body positivity movement that are coming out and are saying, "You know, so what I got roles, I'm still sexy, right." all of these things that are happening i think as a community we really have to deal with that we're always looking for the for who we can be above who we can subordinate so that we feel superior and that's a problem like the problem is not with plus size women the problem is on y'all skinny women who think and i'm not saying all but who think you're better simply because you're a size uh 6 to my 20 right that that's problematic Hug a big girl today. Tell her she's beautiful. Because we are, right? We are. Um, and speaking of the Usher phenomenon, I also wanted to talk about uh, sexual health and then just health overall. So y'all were clowning. So the, you were clowning him before the plus-size girl came out. You were clowning him because of herpes. Well, according to the CDC, and I've got some statistics right here on my computer so I can talk through them with you. Um, according to the CDC, for 2017, this report came out in February of 2017, genital herpes is common. Um, one out of every six people ages 14 to 49 have genital herpes. That means most of y'all bofos on social media clowning usher, you probably either already know you got a little issue or you need to go to the doctor because you got a little issue. And you might not know it yet. One out of every six age, 14 to 49 have it. Now here's the deal. This is why y'all out here clowning the brother. But but listen, a condom is not effective against guarding you from the herpes uh, virus. Let me just read to you what the CDC says. Don't take my word from it. It says, quote, Herpes infection can occur in the genital areas of men and women that are covered by a latex condom. And herpes virus can also be released or shed from areas that are not covered by a condom, so condoms may not fully protect you from getting herpes. That means, as the old folks say, there before the grace of God go I. So y'all out here clowning this brother. One in six of you already have it. And the other ones, we need to just count it all joy that we've not gotten it yet. (laughs) You act like it's shameful to be sick. It's not shameful. What's shameful is to not check to see if you're sick and not to seek treatment if you're sick. That's shameful. But to not know, I mean, you know, to to actually get it, it. It could be any of us. Any of us could be in this situation. It's not funny. Like this, I don't understand why it turned into such a ha 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 hee 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 thing. It's not funny, you know. People playing "Let It Burn" and all that kind of stuff. It's not funny. And then y'all clown the plus eyes one on top of it. You know, I was having a fit with, it, with all of y'all clowning at this stupid because somebody has an illness. It's an illness. I want you, if you haven't, and you have, let me just tell you some of the symptoms. According to the CDC, um, it usually, sometimes you just think it's a pimple or a hair bump. Um, Most people don't know it. They appear as one or more blisters around the genitals, the rectum, or the mouth. And I'm reading this from the CDC report. Uh, The blisters break and leave painful sores that may take weeks to heal. The symptoms are sometimes called having an outbreak. The first time someone has an outbreak, they may also have flu-like symptoms such as fever, body aches, or swollen glands. Repeat outbreaks are common, especially during the first year, and then they get less common over time. If you think or if you notice any of the symptoms... Then you need to go to a doctor, and sometimes they can diagnose it just by looking at it. Sometimes they send um, sample from the sore off to have it tested. Some people uh, do blood tests and look for the antibiotic. Excuse me, antibodies. Uh, but but you need to know. You need to know so you can be treated, and so that your partners in the future can know what they're um, potentially at risk for. So stop clouding. Can we take some stuff seriously? That, that that's one of my pet peeves. I don't think we. Th- we take our health seriously enough. Let me say this, and this this is my last thing. I'm wrapping up kind of early today. Um because again, midlife musings is coming soon and we're supposed to record today too. Um, and plus I got a I got a favorite to ask of you before I let you go. But I wanted to talk about this. So self-care is growing in popularity, and I'm happy about that, I consider myself a self-care coach, so if you're looking, you know, you don't really think you need the life purpose coaching, or the life coach, I do self-care coaching too, so, you know, hit me up, tellemtiptoach.com, your free initial, cons- you have a free initial consultation coming to you, make sure you use it, shameless plug ended, but um, self-care is incredibly important. I think, unfortunately, one of the things that we fail to remember is that we are our self includes the physical. So we do the, the mental and emotional self-care. We might get lost in a book. We might take a vacation. We might have an adult beverage. We might relax in a hot tub. Um, we might take a spiritual bath. We might, you know, work with egon or with our ancestors for the spiritual upliftment and cleansing and all of these things. But we have to start to remember that our health is important too. Like our physical health. And um, we can't keep allowing illness to be stigmatized in such a way that people might not seek out help. Like, and, and I... Um, you know, I'm t- the the main part of the conversation today has been around sexually transmitted illness, but excuse me, sexually transmitted infections. But we also have to remember that mental health issues. A lot of us just need to talk to a therapist, but there are so many stigmas around that and social taboos around that in the black community that I, I don't think we seek out help as often as we should. Like, there's some plus size sisters because of what has happened with Usher, who may have already been going through some things, who need to talk to somebody. And I'm not even talking about a life coach because, see, there's a difference between a doctor and a life coach. Like, a life coach coach is more like an accountability partner. That's what I do. But some people need professional help. Like, you, and and it's not, there's nothing shameful about it. Just like we might, um, bruise our arm there may be some mental bruises that we need to work through and it should be nothing wrong with seeking out support from medical professionals i want us as a people to be okay with that now while i'm saying i want us as a people to be okay with that i also want us as a people to pursue those careers and occupations because see here's the problem i'm in uh, you guys have heard me say this before i'm in west bubba georgia I am completely open (laughs) to seeking out therapists. In fact, uh, before my ex and I broke up, we were looking for someone to do relationship counseling with us. I wish we had found it. Maybe things would have been different. Uh, Probably not because he's Satan's spawn. That's a whole nother story. Um, But I couldn't find anyone in this city And hear me when I say I couldn't find anyone in this city who was of color and a licensed mental health counselor I'm talking about I was looking for a social worker psychologist psychiatrist couldn't find anybody of color that's a problem because I think Um, While I'm telling you to seek out therapy, I think it's very important that you seek out someone who's culturally relevant, who understands the sensitivities and the nuances and dynamics of black culture. Because that's who we are, and, and I think we have to be treated within that context in order to be completely whole and well. And I couldn't find that here. Now, some people may be saying, oh, but they get training. Okay, you can trust that. That just ain't something I trust, right? And so... Uh, For me, I'm going to have to travel. I'm at another point in my life because, again, if you've been listening, you know I'm at a crossroads. I really think I need someone to talk to about the change that's occurring in my life. There is no shame. And that's why I'm being completely transparent that I'm seeking out counseling. (laughs) Because I want us to use all the tools at our disposal to be completely well. At this point, I have acknowledged that I'm going to have to drive at least an hour and a half to see someone. But that's what I'm willing to do because self-care is revolutionary and self-care is that important to me and my mental health is part of myself. I have to be willing to do I have to be willing to say to somebody who can help me work through these ideas that I'm a plus-size woman, I'm confident, but I know, I I just watched people clown this plus-size woman for no. They they couldn't even call her ugly. Like, what is that? I need to, you know, if you take enough of those hits, right? I, we, have to, this is, we have talked about that before, that this society seeks to break us down for all sorts of reasons, most often that, so that they can benefit financially from you going out and purchasing all these diet pills and having weight loss surgery and, you know, all of this kind of stuff. I had lap band surgery in 2009. Again, I'm completely transparent. I, I was desperate. Uh for health purposes and for aesthetic purposes, I wanted to lose weight. So I had lap band surgery. I lost about 75 pounds. I have since then gained back about 50. <laughs> because I never dealt with the underlying mental issues. Um there there are some um I've had some sexual abuse experiences. That I think the weight stems from. And I'm not trying to get off into that now. But I'm saying all that to say that it was, if me treating the physical without treating the mental was not productive. Like I'm still a plus size woman and I had the surgery in 2009. If we don't deal with things, they will continue to come up for us. And we have to address the whole. So me trying to address the physical without the mental doesn't work. Now, on the other hand, I also think you can't address the mental completely without the physical. So while I'm saying I'm seeking out counselors, I also put out a a hit for some personal trainers because I know the two things go together, right? They go together. But I want to be very clear that my goal in releasing some of this weight, and notice the language. I want us to be more deliberate about the language. I'm not trying to lose weight. Things that are lost you try to find. I want to permanently release some some excess weight. And it's not about the aesthetic. Again, I have finally fallen in love with myself, and I understand that there are men who are attracted to me just the way I am. So I don't have to change any of that um, to be in a relationship or anything like that. But I do have to change more of it to feel like I'm my best self. To be completely happy, healthy, and whole. This is what Tiffany needs to do. And I'm not putting that off on anybody else. This is what Tiffany needs to do. And let me say this, and then I'm going to wrap this up. You know, these fake friends... That come in your box on social media and say things like, I'm worried about your health. That's some bullshit. I'm not even going to explain why. You should know why. That's some bullshit. That's some bullshit. I don't have nothing else to say about that. If you care about me, you have that face-to-face conversation. with You better come with some fixes, baby. And it better not be you trying to make yourself feel better because you don't want to deal with your own shit, which is more than often what it is. But that's a side note. So, again, today was kind of abbreviated because I'm recording midlife musings later today. Keep a watch out on the blog, you.com, to see links to the new podcast. Also, here's the favor I said I wanted to ask you guys. I'm ready to start doing interviews and having conversations with you all. We have one coming up with uh, Doc Swiner, hashtag Doc Swiner um, from Instagram. She's a medical physician who writes about the superwoman complex. So we're going to have her on in a few weeks. I've got my girls Talia and Nikki coming on in a few weeks to talk about black educational issues, and I'm looking for other people to come on and build with us on all kinds of things, self-care, restorative justice, black history, culture, spirituality, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Let's get it popping. Let's start talking. I told you I wanted to do the discourse and dialogue. So if you're interested in any of that, I want you to email me at dr. Tip at tellemtiptoldyou.com. Special shout out to um, Kay the other way, Fantastic artwork. You want to get some good artwork, you hit up K the Other Way on Facebook or Instagram. Wonderful, wonderful thing. If you want to see your own services, i uh, shout it out on the on the podcast. Hit me up. That the tip at telemet told you.com. I look forward to building with you again. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Love you. Bye.